Listen and stream the only talk radio, Freedom 106.5, for the only talk that matter. Hey, good afternoon, Trinidad and Tobago. Time for police and you as we address all the issues as we attempt to foster a relationship between the good souls of the Trinidad and Tobago Police Service and you john public of course joining me as usual every week here sergeant jc small a police officer with the police service for the last 20 years of course small is very passionate about the social crime prevention and partnering with communities throughout trinidad and tobago uh he currently heads uh, the community oriented policing section of the ttps and uh, i mean he's also advanced um has an advanced community policing techniques trained trainer certified by the united states embassy and trained over 300 police officers in acquiring these techniques as well so that's a little synopsis there on sergeant small who is also a proud leader of the edinburgh 500 lender young uh stars lender young stars police youth club uh with whom were the winners of the first ever inauguration inaugural commissioner of police football cup all right so of course, joining us via Zoom this afternoon is uh, WPC Goddard, who is the leader of the St. Joseph Police Youth Club, all right, the PYC, and coordinating officer of the Community Conflict Resolution Center. She led the initiative, and, uh, and it is geared towards addressing community conflict, stress management, etc. Also, uh, Janice, I think, Dikoto, is also part. She is the senior mediator uh of the community conflict resolution center they are all on my zoom so ladies and gent good afternoon and welcome good afternoon davy thank you good afternoon Shana and Tobago. Mm-hmm. good afternoon everyone <laughs> welcome well guys i want to say much love and thanks for for joining me here this afternoon uh wpc goddard of course um is dakota as well as your good self small so i mean we're talking about community policing here and we're also dealing with the conflict resolution so i'm very interested to hear from wpc goddard as she's the leader of the saint joseph police youth club um let us share a little bit more about her let her tell us about herself and you know the work that she has been doing and the results that it has uh, generated thus far all right good afternoon thank you so much um you know usually when people ask about the work of the pyc's and the work of community policing i tell them you know look around your communities look around your homes your, your schools and look at those success stories those untold success stories those young women men and women that have all reasons to be in gangs that have all the reasons to go down the wrong path and they have chosen elsewhere they have chosen otherwise you know most times i'm saying most because i don't want anybody come attacking me in the call section most times they are products of a police youth club we have over 90 something police youth clubs across trinidad and tobago specifically in st joseph we focus on heavily on character building personal development um intellectual development so we do heavy education um of course conflict resolution which stemmed or sparked the need for the service to go further beyond the pyc and uh, we've also seen um 
those untold success stories across our nation not just in st joseph we can genuinely boast and you know we don't do it enough but we can genuinely boast that the trinidad and tobago police service has successfully implemented and executed a proactive crime solution a crime problem solving solution and it is one of the best programs and initiatives that the ttps could have possibly implemented we'll go rambling on and on because i can i just love working with our youth i love working in our communities and seeing those lives change and you know it, it stems so far and wide you know we've heard about the sporting initiatives in, in central division we we have them all over the country we we have the educational ones we have the developmental ones we have national players and athletes that are coming out of the police youth club de developmental programs we have scholarship winners we have national youth award winners um you know one of our members were awarded uh, the national youth champion uh, in the environmental category at the 2022 um, ministry of national security ministry of youth development sorry um youth awards and you know we have so many successes that i don't think honestly that we highlight enough and i'm so grateful for programs like these where we can let the public know of all the great work that the police youth club organization has been doing and that we continue to do officers give of themselves selflessly day in and day out to invest in our young people in our communities and i'm gonna pause here because i can go on and on trust me well this is the well, idea you know this is the idea you know wpc <laughs> I, I mean it's all about information and knowledge you know um and it's good to know that the police are doing so many different things somebody messaged me earlier and says listen we want to get more um talks and this and that i said no we can't i would not go down that road with you guys because it's all about you know showing not just the good side as it were trying to show a good side to the police service but to really show in depth the distance you all are going to reach persons in the community and i see that you're doing it through sport as well and i mean yeah. sport is always a good avenue but somehow in my heart i feel more needs to be done this is me this is nothing with anybody else and i'm not just talking sport alone i i am starting to wonder what other areas we can broaden our horizon in in terms of you know bringing uh persons because what what if what if some of these youths right um wpc not interested in sport or they can't play the sport or they don't like the sport what then how do we help them then this is what i'm thinking oh of course yeah 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 and that that is quite normal to have that that line of thought and you know the police youth club organization we're not we're not um a, a, for want of a better term we're not a one-trick pony as i said before we develop the individual you know our aim is not to really produce athletes or scholarship winners our aim is to develop the person so no matter what discipline what career path whatever road you choose in life as a young person the person is what we're interested in investing in and bringing out the best possible vision of you. So if you decide that you want to be a marine biologist, um, our our aim and our intention is to really develop that. So we have um, activities like chess. I, um, I know it's not really the most popular one, but we have an active chess. Okay. 
uh, why we have some connectivity issues. Let's hear from Miss. Uh, is it Janice Dekoto? Hello. Hi, good afternoon. Yes. Yes, it is. We have pronounced my name well. Yes, it is. Oh, thank you. Uh, so yeah, um, as far as speaking on the police youth club, I have been involved in police youth club um, work and community work for well over five years or so. Uh, and I mean well over, I just don't want to go too much to give away a bit of my age, but I've been involved and I've seen the work that the PPPS does through the involvement with community and with young people. And I, I do say, I, I think I said it at some point and it really is the way that I feel as a practitioner, as a certified mediator and also arbitration trained, I, I find it very heartening that the TTPS has taken up this direction to really introduce other avenues of fighting crime and not just after the fact, but it is actually implementing preventive measures. We, we often hear the concern that this is something that we could only see 10, 15 years down the road. And I tend to argue, even if, I mean, that of course is not true. But even if it is something that we see only 10 or 15 years down the road, unless any of us have plans to die, we will be here 10, 15 years from now. And our children and our children's children will be here 10, 15 years from now. So what if we implement plans that will only work at that point? As I said before, this is definitely not the case. But even if it was, nothing is wrong with that. The point is and the purpose is that we are implementing things structurally, properly, in a, in a really, really strategic way that can work and that are working. At the Community Conflict Resolution Center, we have documented success stories of 80%. And this is not something that is just written in smoke. This is conflict resolution, land disputes, housing disputes, family issues, interventions, things that were heading to the court system and that were actually violent in nature that are now resolved because of the introduction of a proactive move by the TTPS. And I think that in itself needs uploading. Somebody now messaging me and say, I'm extremely pleased to hear what the officers has, uh, has said. Congratulations and may God continue to bless you guys, uh, all of you rather, who are doing your best to help the youth. And I mean, I hear what you say with the conflict resolutions and that is something I want us to touch on um, briefly. First and foremost, let us identify what are conflicts as far as the TTPS are concerned with this initiative that you are. Let us identify. Can you identify for me what you consider to be a conflict? All right. So if I'm to answer that question in context, as a mediator, I can say conflict is just the, oppo the opposing of opinions and situations, thought patterns and circumstances. Right. But if I'm to answer it in context having to do with the TTPS, I believe what we can measure conflict as is anything that will cause the breaching of law and the disturbance of the peace of a nation. Mm. All right. So can you can you yeah. speak to I, I I love what I heard. I love what I heard. A texter is saying, yes, Davy, um, I am I am I, I second that texter. Great job. Another texter says, yes, they love what they're hearing with conflict. Now, can you speak of a of a, of a scenario, keeping players anonymous, of course, of a situation where 
the police service such as your good selves and um wpc goddard would have engaged in in terms of resolving a conflict uh you said you all take a proactive approach so this would be a situation that's probably brewing before it escalates into something that could you speak to a situation a real life situation keeping players anonymous of uh, how you all would have engaged okay so um of course keeping players anonymous because one of the greatest pillars of uh, mediation is confidentiality i can go from um the school system because we're very active within the schools even to a neighborhood and um, I remember having a conversation with a senior police officer and I asked him, did you hear about the huge brawl? Um, there was one at uh, a, a, a popular um, hub in the East-West Corridor where young people, there was a huge fight and there was knives and blood and cutlasses involved and different things involved. And I asked him and he said, no, he, he, don't, he didn't remember it. And I said, the reason why you didn't remember it is because the, the Community Conflict Resolution Center and the Community-Oriented um, Policing Section was able to intervene. And the reason why you didn't care about it is because that situation was circumvented. There, there was also an incident where in East Trinidad, mind you, we service even down to Penal and Dego Martin as far as. But I, you asked for a bit of a taste, and these are the two that come to mind. And there was a, a family get together and there was gasoline involved. Someone was beaten and there was an incident, but we intervened. And I tell you, at that time, I myself being an ADR practitioner, had to use every single skill within me because it was not the time to draw a firearm at that time. It was not the time to go in with, a, with, with aggressive policing. It was the time to pull out peacemaking measures and allow participants to be heard and allow even within the very streets a huge brawl was quelled and relationships were reserved and family relationships were mended over time because of the intervention of such measures so these are just two of many that you will hear about and that you as i should say you will not hear about because it never made the news mm. because they were prevented wow round of applause a resounding round of applause to you guys i mean wow i like the fact that you said you didn't have to you know uh, approach the situation with a firearm well that wasn't the time to put to to, to, to draw a firearm uh, um for the situation so i mean you all are operating out of saint joseph correct we are all right so here's my my other question you know i i would have asked i, I would often ask um officers that are guests on the program with my good uh, self and uh, Mr. Uh, Sergeant Small, you know, the reception. How were the youths in the area receptive to you all coming in um, to, to and, and pardon if I missed how long you all have been in the area, you can probably shed some light uh, on that as well. You know, the duration that you have been there and, you know, the reception because everybody now is a snitch and once they see it talking to police officers, you know we're getting that snitch talk and ah boy you kind news and you know how were you all able to i mean in this area i would have heard how sergeant small did it out there in enterprise um his other guests in other areas in south so i'm curious to know how you all were able to make that transition uh get some inroads into st joseph get the youths out there 
get them involved get them to trust you all as officers knowing that you all didn't come to bring them any harm but to rather prevent them from that how, how were you all able to do this well i would love to answer that question but because you asked of it as officers and i am a civilian i would be pleased to revert that question to our coordinating officer wpc goddard <laughs> yes i am i am here i'm back um you know that's quite an interesting question because it's always a challenge when you are trying to approach a community the key thing of course as you mentioned is building trust and we the first thing is understanding that it takes time to build trust so i've been the leader of the police youth club for about eight years um the conflict resolution center has been in existence in existence for just under two years of that eight um however going into that community because i'm not from the area i was just posted there to work and as i told them i think when they posted me in st joseph i feel as though they buried some part of my navel string under the um the, the salmon tree in Abercrombie street or something because i just <laughs> yeah. can't leave uh-huh. and fell in love with the community the people the culture the history and because i um naturally fell in love with the community it was easy to just relate to the people i genuinely saw um some flaws some areas that needed some support and i just went trying to help i didn't go trying to get information i didn't go trying to um you know give promises of anything we just went in doing the work we saw gaps we saw need we saw situations and families that needed intervention and didn't know how and where and when to access those things that they need and we just worked and networked and and really toiled to bridge those gaps and provide an opportunity for people in the community and you know just over time they realized that of course one we're genuine we genuinely have their best interests at heart we're not coming to pretend and then you know um next day they have a, a pool of officers coming in sweeping banging down their doors mm-hmm. it's not not like that we we are genuinely here trying to help and build the standard of living in the community and because of that genuine intent and those genuine actions we naturally were able to build trust pretty quickly in the community and children just kept coming out coming out to the club even though we we had an issue where certain families were not allowing their children to come to the police youth club and over time they started allowing them they started letting them come and interact and mix with the other children we have now a registered membership of over 300 members in the youth club from within the St. Joseph area, St. Joseph and environs. And, you know, there's still so much more to be done, but we have gotten so far by just helping, just serving the people being of service to the community. And that's it. Tell me something. You mentioned one that uh, some parents didn't want the kids. It's a twofold question I'm going to ask you here. I'm going to ask you, what are some of the challenges you would have faced you know, uh, some of the blow, uh, I wouldn't say blowbacks, but some of the, the um, re- rejections you would have faced, mm-hmm. uh, which, which proved to be challenging. And, you know, you mentioned one, which is the parents holding back their children. 
Do you think that the yeah. parents did that because they were fearful of police brutality or maybe the police pinning something on my child? I, I don't know. Huh? So it's a twofold question, kind of. The yeah. challenges and so, what you um, think it was. Yeah, so we there's a, a number of reasons why people will shy away from interacting with us as the police. Um, sometimes it's fear. Sometimes it's their past traumas or their past negative experiences with the police. Sometimes it's um, because of the activities and the fear of being exposed of the things that they're involved in, the things that they are um, aware of, maybe not involved in, but the, the things and the information that they are aware of, um, maybe fear of um, the perception of them becoming informants for the police. And, you know, some of these communities, you know, you just cannot be seen there's this unwritten code we are aware we live in the same society we know that you just cannot be seen too close to the police because there is going to be a perception that if something happens or if the police targets my neighbor they're going to believe that i give them information so there's a number of reasons why people would pull away and shy away but over time we have been able to mitigate little by little chip away little by little and um really build that tower of trust among members of the community, members of the public. I mean, we're never going to get all, and we are aware of that. We, we, we are not going to be able to reach every person. However, we can try to reach as many as we possibly can. So that's just one of the challenges. Of course, another challenge is resource. We are so short on resources sometimes because we have big goals and dreams for these children and their families. We want to just run programs cons consistently, um, do outreaches every week. You know, if we if we were given um, a million dollar budget, we would still be in need of more money because there would be more things that we'd want to do. So sometimes the amount of resources we have um, in ratio to the amount of need that there is Sometimes that proves to be a bit challenging. However, we have really been able to mitigate that with partnerships. Partnerships have been a really effective tool for us as a TTPS. And that's where that partnership with the Officium came in. That's um, Ms. Dakota and her company. And that partnership is one of our longest standing partnerships. And we were able to together with her company and ETTPS together, we were able to form this conflict resolution center. And you know what, you know what Ms. Dakota is doing, I, I don't know if people understand, but the services that her company is giving to the public through the TTPS for free, it is unheard of more or less because she is very expensive. Let me tell you all that <laughs> Pri <laughs> privately, she's expensive. So, but she has the heart to serve and her company, all of the, the members of her company has the heart to serve. And that's where our, our goals align. And we've been able to come together and serve our communities together. Well, how do you all do it? Is it that persons have to come into the, is it the center they have to come into? How, how do you all go about with this uh, conflict resolution? So we have persons that call in, we have persons that come in. Sometimes the police stations refer cases that may be a little okay. bit Okay. out of their scope yeah they refer clients to us um persons may see an ad and refer a family member that may be able to benefit um referrals come 
various ways, various forms. I have a call on the line here. Would you all be interested in taking? Definitely. All right. Hello, good afternoon. Is this Freedom? Good evening. Yes, it is. How can I help? I, I am hoping that you can help by doing a public service announcement for Ferdy residents of Hi and Welcome Peter Street, Separia. Do you do that? Well, we're in a segment at the moment, but I'll give you a minute. What would you like to say, ma'am? To tell them that we haven't had water. They know we haven't had water for 19 days, and nobody is telling us anything when we can get a supply, when we can expect a supply. We've requested truck one, and even that has not come after 19 days, sir. What I would advise you to do at this stage, you can send me a WhatsApp to 3061065, giving me the location, the area, and we can look into seeing what assistance we can provide. Okay? Can you repeat that number? You can send it to 3061065. 1065. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Have a good one. Yes, guys. I apologize. I thought it was a question for us. Of course, you can call us and, uh, at 627 3223 and 625-2257 or you can send a WhatsApp to us uh, and we'd be happy to engage the officers. Now, when it comes to the conflict resolution in the area, getting the the the, um, the locals, as it were, and you know, I've never heard a police officer speak like that before, you know, the history of the community. She fell in love with the history of the community, the people. You know, you hear persons say they come in and they, they know they have a job to do or they just they have a love for people but to fall in love with the history of a community where you did not grow up in that's a bit deep deeper than just you know being placed here or posted here to work so that's a different type of love wpc got uh, you had to have there yes indeed it, it's deep it runs deep and i i often ask myself sometimes if i am extending a little bit too much but, you know, I, I love to see change come about. And I've seen so much wonderful things coming out of the community since I've been working there. And it's it's too much to let go of. Mm. And how it's long, too much because long, I know there's so much more to do. How long have you been in the area? So I've been in St. Joseph specifically since 2013. Mm. I think I was transferred there. So and let years. me tell you, I went there kicking and screaming. Mm. I did not want to go because, you know, sometimes, well, you may not know that sometimes they transfer you so abruptly and you have already gotten used to where you work. And I went kicking and screaming. I did not want to go. And Miss Lady, I just didn't. I never wanted to leave after. You see, when you talk about I may not know, I don't know. I go and be a police officer one day. You know? <laughs> I have I have had several dreams as a child growing up and uh, you know, my, my thing done draft up already, you know, Sergeant Small. I just didn't drop it off yet, but it there. You understand? So, every day, every, every Thursday I do this show, it is adding to my portfolio to put on the resume <laughs> for the good commissioner to know the type of work that Davy Murray is doing here with the police. <laughs> she had yes, to, man, and we appreciate that one. She had to bring me in. You understand? Look, today, just today on the program, somebody was telling me that, you know, they no longer trust the police. You can't trust police officers. And I said to them this afternoon, that's before the program started. I said, listen, while I totally get how you feel, that is why the police and you, our, our, our hourly show on a Thursday, it is geared towards things like this. We are here every Thursday to, to foster. And I say, we are talking like if I was a police already. But they say, speak it into being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of the family, man. yeah speak it into <laughs> being. So we are here every Thursday 
not only to 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 to, to field questions about disgruntled citizens and the and and the fallouts they have with the with the TTPS, but we also want to let you guys know the many and notice I say that eh, plural initiatives that the police service are currently embarking on, engaging engaging in, in order to help you the citizens. Now, when WPC Goddard comes on and talk about fostering a relationship with the youth, and you know. Uh, there was one thing that was said that I hope every parent listening in these areas could take home with them. If you and your nefarious business partner and you and your bacchanal, if the police don't see it, they see it, right? If they don't know, they don't know. But try your best and do not de detract your child from fostering a good relationship with the police. And by doing so, whether it's sport, I heard chess, I'm a chess player, I heard chess came up with um miss uh wpc goddard talked about chess so it's not just about football and basketball that is the thing i wanted to get at it's not just football and basketball the police are there and i would like you all i mean to share whatever else that the public is unaware of that you all are doing in these communities i don't know if um uh miss dakota can speak on this because she has been partnering with you all for a minute now what i mean as a civilian can you say what your experience have been working alongside the, the, the TTPS? So, um, I can. Um, it's, it feels like it's been about 10 minutes. I'm not sure if I'm in hmm. about 10 minutes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we have been, and actually the partnership with the TTPS and the Official Training Limited, really, um, it's both internal and external. Um, the, but let's speak about the external for now. Mm -hmm. What we have is ongoing parenting programs. Mm -hmm. We are actually wrapping up now a six-week parenting support group. We have ongoing conflict resolution and de-escalation um, classes and workshops and talks with young people both in and out of school. Um, we have outreaches where we actually engage in things like street theater and we engage in just on the spot um, what they call ad hoc mediations in, in, in the street. Sometimes we meet participants or we meet, we meet persons, students, parents, and there are issues happening and they, they, they have need of intervention. Mm -hmm. So these are some of the things that we're involved in. We're also, I mean, there are other than the intellectual, um, what people call the intellectual interventions, there are, there are other things, of course, sport. But we even have up to a, an environmental program. We have also a woodworking program. We also have a suspension center where persons, when they are suspended, instead of going home, they come to the center where they are taught about emotional intelligence, how to identify, how to manage their anger, how to manage their emotions, how to respond differently. Wow. So you find now that a student returns to school they have the opportunity to be different and to act different. And as far as internally, or before I even go further, there is also a program on on the pipeline, and it's really a studio where persons with particular talents, we are actually setting up a really nice studio for them to come and have their, their talents developed professionally. All this is really in, a, in, in an attempt to give young people a glance at something different. If we can get you to see differently, 
if we can get you just to see an opportunity because sometimes people make wrong choices because they don't know that they actually have choices mm-hmm. so our job is to show you that there are choices and if by chance you see the choice if we show five of them and two of them take it then that's two less and not only is it two less they are going to grow up they are going to have families that's two generations left that the police will ever have to put their hands on two mm. generations of quality individuals so our our reach is not just now our reach is multi-generational and multi-dimensional it's very very structured and pointed towards rescuing or providing a way of escape for people and as far as internally there has been um training for police officers in the area of conflict de-escalation and customer service and so on just so that we can equip police officers to offer a greater product because in the end service is the product it is to protect and serve with pride so it is really just to retool so that they can offer the public a greater product so the training has been ongoing and successful wow well i am i am impressed to say the least now the center for suspended students mm-hmm. how has that mm-hmm. been going i mean when when the when these students get suspended from school how do they mm-hmm. access this center how do they know it exists uh, are you all uh, uh, made aware um of what schools within your diaspora that you you know can know that okay this student is being suspended and they need to come to this center is it is it a sentence handed down because i mean i see suspension of a student just putting them mm-hmm. out there to the wolves you suspend the child for a week two weeks the parents had to go mm-hmm. to work it's an unsupervised child now roaming the streets how, how do you all get in touch with these students to bring them in to the center so so let me let me just let me just stand on a bit of the words that you said it's not a sentence handed down um we we are a firm believer that it takes a village to raise a child, right? Indeed so. And the village comprised of the TTPS, the Ministry of Education, the school principal, the the security officers, MTS, everybody. So what we have what we have done is that we have moved in, built a little house, <laughs> and we have joined in the fight. So what we do is that we make the principals aware that this is a service that is offered. It is voluntary, yeah? because no one is forced. It is voluntary. That's why I say they are given the opportunity to change. Mm. So they come when they are suspended. They, they come and they are asked with their parents involved, because we don't interview children alone, would you like your child to be you know, exposed to this? At this point, we have... Um, uh, psychologists, we have um, social workers at the center that are supplied by the universities around and overseen by the professionals and they are they are interviewed both parents and children because sometimes when you interview them you realize that the reason why a child is fighting is because there are deeper issues than the fight. So those issues have to be addressed as well. So as I said before, it's multidimensional. So they come in there is intake, there is analysis, and then we structure how are we going to interact with this child and their family going there on forth. So, so it is really a program where they can come and be 
be guided in the area. We use many things. We use woodwork. I I would have actually with the, the St. Joseph Police Youth Club purchased a lot of woodworking um work I mean tools, routers, painters, sanders, just so that when young men come in, they may not want to talk, but we give them some wood to cut and in the time cutting the wood and interacting with them, they may chat, they may talk. Mm -hmm. So in that is a strategy in a way to interact with them. By the end they finish, they probably didn't make a bench or anything like that, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's just to get them around some sawdust, just to talk. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just to talk. But really is the intervention. What we are after is a is a generation. I, yeah. I think we need to understand that we sat down and we we said, listen, we are after a generation and we are after a nation. And at the end of the day, if we don't put our hands to the plow and do the work, then we will continue to see the, the headlines that we see. Mm. And we will continue to be afraid. And so that WPC Goddard and, and the, the, the people at the St. Joseph Police Club and the TTPS, the, the seniors of the TTPS actually bought into it and gave credence and gave their support and continue to give their support that is good. to the work that is happening. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. Hello, good afternoon. David Marie. Good afternoon, sir. I've heard the mention of um, suspension. And uh -huh. I want to offer a suggestion as to, uh, explanation rather, as to why it has lost its value. Now, you have to understand the dynamics of group, group dynamics, right? Mm. And in this, this situation, the school as a group, they're, they're you have peers in school and you have different peers of authority. And the school environment commands that you have a certain level of respect, a particular behavior, a particular way to dress, and rules to adhere to. Now, yeah, that is the, the written aspect of it. The intangible aspect is that there's a sense of belonging. There's a sense of camaraderie and togetherness because we are here for the one common goal, to learn. Mm. Right? Now, when you, when you suspend a child, they no longer see that you have done something wrong, you have infringed upon some rule or uh, some infraction, and you are no longer within that group. And suspend with suspension, you have lost. Now I'm speaking about this. Mm. In, in modern times here, you have lost that willingness to want to be part of that group again. So you do not make the personal changes to dress a particular way, to speak a particular way, to conform to the rules and adhere to the standards of the school. You no longer personally want to do those things. Suspension supposed to make you want to rejoin the group. So that that yeah, I believe is, is a disconnect, and it's so so much easier now to fall into other groups where your behavior and mannerisms are accepted and you are praised for it, for want of a better description. So my suggestion is that we need to replace, or perhaps replace suspension with something that will um, reform the child and make them want to be part of the school system again 
and what it stands for. Thank you, Adler. Now, please, for your comment. Hmm. Interesting point coming there from my good friend. Um, I, I, I thought to myself, you know, he had some sort of credibility with his statement in terms of finding a different approach to suspension because it has lost its credence and, and all of that. I, that's what I was bringing. That was my next point I was going to bring to WPC, Goddard, and of course you, Miss Dakota, because understanding that it's a voluntary thing with dealing with suspended kids, how do you all feel about the whole suspension process in the first place? Um, so for me, I would say sometimes it's necessary. And why I would say it's necessary, uh, we have seen some of the behavioral challenges, especially with this particular generation of children. Mm -hmm. We have seen how extremely violent it can get. We have seen um, the lack of remorse. It's not it's not your typical school issues that we were having long ago. You people are being suspended for wearing the wrong color sneakers. Yes, those kinds of things you could find. You can find other solutions for. But when a child is becoming violent and a child is becoming a threat to the school population, um, sometimes the only way to help that child is to remove the child temporarily from the environment, help them work through the things that are causing that type of behavior and then reintegrate them into the system. And sadly, that's what is necessary sometimes. So I do think some evaluation may be needed in terms of what students are suspended for. Um, there should be, and I know there is some formal system. I can't speak to it because I'm not in the ministry, mm -hmm. but I know that there is some sort of a progressive discipline structure. And I don't think that students, well, at least none of the students that come to the center um, by us have been suspended for the very minor things. Normally, it's the, the fights, the excessive, um, obscene, the, the blatant disregard, or if you are really disruptive mm -hmm. in the school environment, then that's when the principal says, okay, you need to be removed for a bit, and that's where we come in. So I think it, if it continues like that, that works for me, in my opinion. Ms. Digoto? Right, I just want to share oh, two, Sergeant um, Small. Um, in cases where you have a behavioral issues in the school, I mean, they have their code of conduct and they have the discipline matrix and um, for, 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 for infractions, I mean, something has to happen repeatedly for um, it to reach the stage of um, suspension, even expulsion. So um, the, the, the Ministry of Education, the Student Support Services, they have their learning enhancement centers where, where the, the social workers and the guidance officers engage the children at these locations and you know if children really have extreme behavioral issues they are referred to um behavioral psychologists in which the ministry had just have only a few but i mean thankfully again for partnership and this whole multi-sectorial approach we have the regional health authority the ncrh in particular they have a team of um behavioral psychologists dr pemberton and they came together to have the calm clinic and the calm clinic is focused for on um adolescent with behavioral issues mm -hmm. so you know we have a number of options and you know that is just how the, the system in terms of the ministry of education works with um referring children you know who on extended suspension to the learning enhancement centers so i just wanted to share that well guys i mean we're out of time and i really want to say much love and thanks i totally understand 
what you all are doing and i supported sergeant small just made some good points there wpc uh williams goddard and Ms. dakota any closing remarks Well, I just want to say, um, you know, I want to thank the Commissioner of Police for allowing programs like these, the Head Corporate Communication, Ms. Joanna Archie. I want to say thanks to our Superintendent Hospitalis of the Community Oriented Policing Section. And, you know, every, everyone who is playing our role officers like Ms. Goddard, I mean... Sergeant? officers who do a marvelous job to be... I want to really thank my colleagues, you know, Superintendent Hospitalis, our head cop commissioner Archie, the commissioner of police. You know, we have a lot of officers doing this type of work on the ground. And yeah. every week I will definitely be bringing them on to share what they are doing. And again, big up to Ms. Goddard and Ms. Dakota for the marvelous job that they are doing in the St. Joseph community. Ms. Goddard, your closing remarks, ma'am? I want to thank you, first of all, for affording the TTPS this opportunity to share because it's important for us to put out there a bit more the things that we are doing. I just want to encourage members of the public to partner with us in this fight against crime because indeed crime is, is now being analyzed as all sorts of things. It's a public health um, emergency. It's um, a crisis. It's a social issue. So we can analyze crime from any angle, but it all comes back down to us collaborating to fight crime. And no matter the program, the initiative, the the whatever we whatever we try to do to treat with this issue of crime in Trinidad and Tobago, mm -hmm. we cannot. The TTPS cannot do, do it, it without alone. the public's help. So I just want to really urge members of the public to join in in this fight against crime and really partner with your local police stations or your local community officers or your police youth clubs to really bring more hands on deck because we need you we need your support thank you miss dikoto any closing remarks yeah just to echo what has been said that those of us that are part of the professional and, and, and practicing community in whatever area doesn't have to be cognitive study or anything like that any area that you are skilled in and that you have mastered I encourage everyone, bring your tools to the fight. Because at the end of the day, we have to live here. We have to enjoy here. And we can't stand with our hands down and expect it to get better on its own. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Sir. All right, guys. Much love, thanks, and greetings to the TTPS for continuing to partner with us here on Freedom 106.5 FM Inside Police and You. Sergeant Small, as always, you bring some really brilliant guests on the show and look forward to whoever is there with us next week. Um, please, Ms. Dakota and Ms. Uh, WPC Goddard, don't be strangers. Um, as we see fit, Sergeant Small will make the recommendations and you guys can revisit us at any time and have conversations and dialogue with us. Yeah? Yes, Thank definitely. You. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great one, guys. Be safe. Recording stopped. So that was it there inside Police and You for today. And we must say much love and thanks to the police service for really coming forward and partnering with us here to bring that information to you all. Because despite how we may feel about the TTPS, 
there are good things happening within the the realm of the Trinidad and Tobago Police Service, and I think it's only fair that we unearth them, unearth those things, and discover them, utilize them, and praise the good officers for doing such. With that being said, guys, tomorrow is Freedom Friday. Today has been a great day for with you guys. We're going to have a guest with us tomorrow, someone coming to sit with me. And you see that $200 dating system thing? We're going to explore that tomorrow as well. All right? So, hey, love at first sight is often cured by a second look. But once you fall in love with Davey Murray, you will never, ever, ever have to look again. Until the next one, when you miss me, I'm gone. Talk, talk, talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com.